Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome in to Vern's Post Game Show. Massey not stopping in second and slides into third with a two-run triple. Here's Josh Vernier. Hey, good evening. Oh, man. Let me give you the phone number. It's it's 913-586-7610. I understand if if you can't muster words after that one. Uh, so the text line number is also 913-586-7610. Man, I, I feel like, oh, man. You know what a basketball player, I'm, I'm thinking LeBron because he's playing right now but when LeBron drives to the hole just gets smashed by some big down low gets thrown to the floor and you know how basketball players just kind of lay there on the floor until one of their teammates come over and, and help them up but they you know leave their arms outstretched waiting for a teammate to to pull them up off the floor <laughs> boy that's what I feel like after this one on the floor, just I can't get up on my own. I need some, I need some help after that. That 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 hurt me. Twelve games into the season, we got a hundred and fifty left. Yeah, you know the routine, but boy, that one hurt. Royals lose in ten innings. Walked off three run home run by Jonah Heim does the trick tonight. Scott Barlow, the one to give it up. I just can't believe I find myself here on the floor because, wow, what a game. This game tonight had everything I, well, no, I can't say that. I was going to say this game had everything I've wanted to see, <laughs> but I've wanted to see wins, and this game did not provide a victory, so no, I, I can't say this game had everything, but Boy, how many times have I sat here and lamented the fact that this team can't come, th- this team hasn't come through with runners in scoring position. You don't want to say can't. Again, we're a dozen games into a six-month march through the summer. And look, it, it wasn't a good night <laughs> for the Royals offensively with runners in scoring position. Four for 20. But the guys I need to see come through with runners in scoring position did it. 
At the Royals, four for 20 with runners in scoring position, but those four came from Bobby, MJ, Salvi, and Franmil. Bobby and MJ were the main focus of my on-deck show earlier today, and Bobby was some very productive at-bats. Productive outs as well. MJ Melendez coming through in the ninth inning to send this thing to extras. I can't believe I find myself here on the floor. Bobby came through. MJ came through. Jordan Lyles gave you a chance. Kyle Isbell. I know he's not hitting for much power, but Kyle Isbell of all the Royals that are being evaluated this season, of all the question marks that this team has coming into this 2023 season, I don't know if any of those question marks have returned such positivity as Kyle Isbell. Isbell makes one of the three best catches of the season on the first defensive play of the game. Isbell, full extension in the left center field gap. Isbell has a pair of hits offensively. Terrific base running. Just a great night for Isbell. I say that catch was one of the three best defensive plays we've seen this season. I know that because Bobby's over-the-shoulder, Jim Edmonds-style catch in shallow left center field at Kauffman Stadium. Uh, That is the best play we've seen all season. Isbell's catch in the first is probably second best, but Bobby's catch in the bottom of the 10th inning for the second out, getting Scott Barlow that second out and keeping the runner stranded on third, keeping what was what turned out to be the game-tying run on third base. Bobby makes an outstanding catch. Another basket catch running away from the infield into shallow left field about to cross into foul territory and over the shoulder he makes a basket catches the ball kind of lands on his uh, left wrist so it wasn't a clean catch over the shoulder it kind of you know bobbled it there for a second but secures the out makes a spectacular play there was just so much to like (sighs) but it ends in an 8-5 loss and the bottom line is, you're now 3-9 and nine on the season. The Royals now have the third worst record in all of Major League Baseball 12 games into the season. The phone lines are open for you. 913-586-7610. That's 913-586-7610. On the night that Bobby and MJ and Salvi, Vinny Pasquantino has three hits. Legs out two doubles against Jacob deGrom. The top of your lineup did what I've needed them to do. And on that night, that's the night that Scott Barlow doesn't have his command. Boy, oh boy, we are being tested, ladies and gentlemen. Four for 20 with runners in scoring position. So what? The top of the lineup did what they needed to do in big spots. Now, they had more opportunities to do more damage. Sure. But I can't get too nitpicky tonight. Sure, plenty of opportunities for the offense in which they didn't capitalize. But I, 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 
I can't be disappointed in the offense. I'm not disappointed in Jordan Lyles. Yeah, you you, well, you want to hang this one on, on Scott Barlow? Uh, go for it. That's fine. I, I, I can't argue. I'm not concerned about Scott Barlow, I'll tell you that. The reason why I'm such a big Scott Barlow fan is because I know when he arrives tomorrow to the ballpark, tonight will be flushed. Scott Barlow is as level as they come. It's almost concerning so much. He's such a fun-loving, upbeat guy. Uh, Yes, he locks in, becomes that competitor out there on the mound, but he's such an upbeat, fun-loving guy. You wonder how he survives in this game of failure, and yet he has. He's been this team's best pitcher for, certainly their best reliever for the past three, four seasons. Again, the phone lines are open for you, 913-586-7610. The text line is there as well, 913-586-7610. If you see me, if you walk by, you see me on the floor, uh, pick me up. I could use it tonight. Royals lose in 10, 8-5. The final score, we get to your thoughts after this. Firm's post-game show on your home for Royals baseball, 610 Sports Radio, and the Odyssey app. Welcome back to Vern's post-game show. Here's Royals insider Josh Vernier. 8-5 the final score. The boys fall in extras, their first extra inning affair of the season, and the record falls to 3-9. and nine. The Royals will hope to avoid the sweep at the hands of the Rangers tomorrow night. Brad Keller on the hill, Nate Avaldi. Fellow right-hander going for the Rangers. 7.05 for the first pitch. I'll be on the air with the on-deck show beginning at 6 o'clock. Let's head out to Shawnee. Start this bad boy off with Danny. You're hitting leadoff, Danny. Go ahead. Hey, Josh. How you doing tonight? I'm all right. How are you? Uh, we could be doing better tonight, yeah, right? Yeah, no <laughs> doubt. No doubt. Um, I just had a comment. I was going to hang up, but um, after that, um, I'm wearing my blues. Um but hype for the season still. Um, you know, saying this, the coaching decision was not, not with it yet this year, you know. I don't think the coaching decision is quite there. But uh, You disagreed with what? What tonight? I'm sorry. Well, um, the decision with the coaching decision, you know, putting uh, – um, taking Chapman out of the um, – what was it, the ninth or eighth? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Chapman went one, two, three in the ninth inning. Uh, Royals took the lead and they handed it off to their closer, Scott Barlow. Yep. Yep. I think, uh, well, first of all, Hunter Dozier, you know, he's a great defender, but batting ninth, a power hitter, you know. Um, Chapman, I think he's just stuff. I think he's going to be the closer the rest of the season. Okay. Yep. Games, uh, uh, you know, it's made of millimeters of inches and. So is the coach's decision, you know. You're right. Yeah, Danny, appreciate the phone call. Yeah, you're you're right. Um, yeah, coaches can make the difference, especially in extra inning affairs. Uh, personally, as I'm managing along with the game, I um, honestly the only moment I disagreed with was I would have brought Nicky Lopez in in the seventh inning with a man on third and two outs. Top of the seventh inning, Royals uh, find themselves down 3-2. Game-tying run is 90 feet away. Dozier's coming to the dish. He would strike out against Jacob deGrom, chasing a slider out of the zone. 
Uh, it's Jacob DeGrom. It's not, certainly not an easy call to look down the bench and go, hey, Nikki, uh, why don't you get in there uh, against Jacob DeGrom, top of the seventh inning. He already has eight punch outs, no walks. Get up there and put the bat on the ball. No, I, I understand it's not an easy request. Um, and Nicky Lopez came in as a pinch hitter in the ninth inning and got the job done, drew a walk off of the bench. So, hey, you know, hindsight being 20-20, my move was uh, inferior compared to the moves that this professional coaching staff put together. But to your two points, Danny, you know, Hunter Dozier really isn't uh, a power hitter. We, we hope he returns to that 2019 power-type numbers. Uh, but right now, Hunter Dozier has, what, one extra base hit and 32 at-bats, an OPS below 400. Uh, Hunter Dozier, you know, um, he, he's not in the nine spot as a, as a, as a power hitter. He's in the nine spot um, because of, sure, uh, you got to begin with that contract. um, But he's hitting ninth in the lineup because he's the worst hitter. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. In the lineup. That's why. Um, Normally, the ninth spot is reserved for your worst hitter or your second leadoff hitter. Uh, And in my opinion, Dozier falls into the into the former. Yeah, uh, Hunter hasn't had an OPS north of 700 since 2020, so I'll push back on that. Aroldis Chapman, I I don't see him as this team's closer, as you said, all season. I think he'll be traded prior to the deadline. Scott Barlow has been a much better reliever uh, than Aroldis Chapman for how many years now? Two and a half? Three years? Now, Scott Barlow is this team's closer. Aroldis Chapman did his job in the ninth inning, but the Royals got the lead. Why not go to a fresh Scott Barlow? To me, there's really no debate. Fresh Scott Barlow or Aroldis Chapman doing something that he hasn't done in how long? When was the last time you got two innings from Aroldis Chapman? Maybe I'm wrong. 
913-586-7610. That's the phone number. That's the text line number. Again, 913-586-7610. Let's go to our guy, Double J. Double J, your next up is the Royals fall in extras by a final score of 8-5. to five. Hey, Vaughn. Uh, thanks for taking the call. just want to say a tough loss tonight. Uh, proud of the boys, the Dattard, uh Liars pitched his butt off and kept us in the game. Offense did its part to try to ha- have us have us uh, have a chance to win, and uh, unfortunately uh, we lost. I mean, that's a good Texas Rangers team that we're playing against too. I mean, and uh, uh, but there's one question I have. Uh, I uh, with Chapman going one to three in the ninth, would you have? maybe brought him back to face maybe one or two batters in the 10th or something. I, 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 w- I would have probably just, and if he got in trouble, then you go to Barlow because he was, he was stealing. And I mean, I'm liking what I'm seeing now, Chapman. Uh, yeah. And I'll listen out there. Appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Double J, I think, you know, kind of just uh, address that. No, uh, Aroldis Chapman did his job. He went out there, got his three outs. Now I want my better reliever, who is fresher, now I want him to come in and close it out. No, I would not have brought Aroldis Chapman back out for the 10th. Scott Barlow is a better reliever and didn't just throw 11 pitches 10 minutes before that. Didn't have his energy level, his 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 focus, his adrenaline pumping like Aroldis did in the ninth inning. Chapman coming out, you know, blowing 102 past Marcus Semyon and going to the dugout. Uh, what, what do you say to him if you're Brian Sweeney or Paul Hoover or Matt Cotrero? Going to the bottom of the ninth inning, Aroldis, stay ready because uh, we're going right back to you. I don't understand, but Scott Barlow is the closer. He's ready. He's fresh. He hasn't pitched since the last time we saw Scott Barlow. Friday? It's Tuesday? No, this is, this is the role that Scott Barlow has on the team. Now, if you're saying you want Aroldis Chapman to have that role, okay. You want him to be the closer? Okay, well, then Scott Barlow comes in in the ninth, and then Aroldis Chapman comes out in the 10th inning. But but to try and milk another three outs from Aroldis Chapman, you don't need to do that. You have an even better reliever rested and ready to go. Go to that guy. What has Scott Barlow shown you over the past three seasons to make you believe, nah, nah, he's not the guy? Now, I know what Aroldis Chapman has shown you in his first five games. I, I do. And I venture to guess that, that many of you don't remember Aroldis last year with the New York Yankees or the year before that. Maybe many of you are thinking about the Cincinnati Red or the uh, Chicago Cub Aroldis Chapman. It's been a few summers since uh, that dude was consistently that dude. Scott Barlow's been as consistent as they come out of the bullpen. But if, and I see some of you on the text line, 
if you want Aroldis Chapman to be the closer starting tomorrow, okay, well, that can be your opinion, and that's a – I disagree. I think that's uh, very reactionary, very short-sighted, very small sample size. That's what you're utilizing. But it's a fine opinion. Aroldis Chapman statistically is, what, one of the 25 – you know, if you're building a closer, Aroldis Chapman just uh, aesthetically, uh, stuff-wise, build-wise, Aroldis Chapman's one of the 15, 20 greatest closers of all time. Career-wise, 2023, yeah, give me Scott Barlow. Text line's always open for you, 913-586-7610. That's 913-586-7610. My game notes after this 8-5 extra inning loss. Game notes brought to you, as always, by Jay Southland Toe Service. Uh, Bobby and Vinny, uh, each with their third multi-hit game of the season. Uh, Jordan Lyle, six and a third innings, four runs on eight hits. Two walks and four strikeouts. I thought he pitched. Uh, actually, you know what? I think that final line is pretty indicative of the kind of night he had. Uh, that, to me, is the quintessential Jordan Lyles final line. I'll take that. I'll take that every time. Six and a third, four runs on eight hits, two walks, four strikeouts. Now, I would hope that he could give me a few quality starts, right? Three earned runs or less. I would hope for that, but I'm not mad at Jordan Lyles. You know, that fourth run that came across to score, that uh, seventh inning run after a leadoff walk to the what, 26th man that he faced. Lyles comes back out in the seventh. He's at 83 pitches, walks the first batter that he faces. Brad Miller comes around and scores what would be the Rangers' fourth run of the game. Uh, that, to me, was an obvious attempt by the coaching staff to try and steal some outs. Right, if the Royals would have scored in the top of the seventh inning, the, the moment I was alluding to earlier where I would have pinch hit Nicky for Hunter Dozier, um, had the Royals scored and taken advantage of that one-out single from Nate Eaton, he steals second, he's on third with two outs, Dozier goes down swinging. Uh, but if the Royals would have been able to score there and tie this thing up at three apiece, I, I, I think Taylor Clark comes into that game in the seventh. But because uh, Hunter Dozier went down swinging, coaching staff to me was trying to steal maybe three more outs out of Jordan Lyles, send him out there to face the eight and nine hitters and see what he does with it. Unfortunately, he walked the first batter. Now, struck out Buddy Thompson, the nine-hitter for Texas, and Q decides to give Lyles the opportunity to face Marcus Semyon, who absolutely crushes Jordan Lyles in his career and, and did there in the seventh. First pitch he sees, he thwacks it for an RBI double to left field to give the Rangers at that time a 4-2 lead. Game kind of felt like it was going to be a wrap then. Thankfully, the offense just never stopped. Offense had the leadoff man on in the second, leadoff man on in the third, in the fourth, leadoff man on in the eighth, in the ninth, and obviously in extra innings. So the Royals had opportunities, four for 20, with runners in scoring position. But again, uh, the four times they came through, 
uh, some pretty big names getting the job done. Bobby Witt Jr. at a one-out uh, RBI single in the third with a runner in scoring position. MJ Melendez, the game-tying one-out RBI single to right field in the ninth inning. Salvador Perez with the man in scoring position, singles to center in the eighth inning. And then Franmil Reyes getting the job done with two outs in the fourth inning. Let's go to the text line, 913-586-7610. That's 913-586-7610. Scott in Phoenix writes in, says, okay, Vern, yes, it's still early, but I just feel sick for Bobby Witt Jr. busting his tail to make such a great play there in the 10th inning. Too bad it was only the second out. But to be honest with you, Vern, this game was lost in the ninth when they let Jackie Bradley Jr. hit with runners on and only one out. Didn't even have to watch that at-bat to know the inning was over at that point. Vern, I know I'm beating a dead horse with this. I'll just say it's a good thing we're not in the American League East right now. Scott, thank you very much, as always, for listening. Well, Jackie Bradley Jr. comes in as a pinch runner for Salvador Perez in the eighth. So he comes back up in, in the ninth inning with runners on first and second and one out. Game is tied up at four. MJ Melendez just tied this thing up at four. He's on first base. Nicky Lopez is on second base. And Jackie Bradley Jr. comes to the dish. I believe the only other option would have been what uh, Matt Duffy. I might be missing one other. Matt Duffy, to me, looks like I, I, I got to believe there's one more position player that I might be missing. Um, no, no, Matt Duffy. Yeah, Matt Duffy's the only other option. So Matt Duffy to come in and face the right-handed LeClerc. Okay, Scott, if, if that's what you wanted to see, you're entitled to your opinion. Um, they let Jackie, uh, the, the better defender of the bunch, Lefty against a righty. Um, Scott, you know how I do it. I wasn't thinking that. I wasn't thinking lift uh, Jackie Bradley Jr. in that spot. But if you say the game was a wrap. Now, for those that missed the game, JBJ on a 2-1 offering grounds into an inning-ending 4-6-3 double play. We go to extras. Royal score in the 10th. Uh, unfortunately, the Rangers scored four in the bottom half of the 10th inning, capped by a walk-off three-run home run from Jonah Heim, who after the game spoke with Bally Sports Southwest about the home run and about being a part of this Texas Rangers ball club, which had the 17,000 in attendance going nuts tonight. It's amazing. I mean, the confidence of this team is unreal. Um, and when you got Jacob DeGrom on the mound and striking on everybody he sees, it's, it's pretty special. Um, we just got to keep rolling and uh, have some fun. He had nine strikeouts. He wasn't striking everybody out. Nine strikeouts for Jacob DeGrom, who went seven innings, allowed two runs on seven hits, didn't walk a batter, and the Royals lose in extras 10, or excuse me, uh, 10 innings. But the final score is Rangers eight, Royals five. Let's go to Reggie at Anaheim. Reggie, you're on 610 Sports Radio. Go ahead. What's up, man? It's good to hear your voice, Vern. Nice to hear from you as well. How are you? Man, I'm doing good. Getting ready to come back home for the draft nice. uh, at the end of the month, so uh, I'm excited about that. Uh, I have a real, just a really quick 
comment slash question. Um, why is it that we don't see the Royals employ more small ball uh, tactics? You know, back when, and I know this is a different team and different personnel and different coaching uh, staff, but, like, you know, we used to take advantage of the speed that we had on the team, you know. Bobby Witt got can run. Melendez has some wheels. Like, you have some really decent athletes on this team. Why do we not see more steals, more bunt and runs, you know, the manufacturing of small ball? In fact, bro, I don't think – I can't remember the last time I seen Bobby Witt even lay down a bunt. You know, like, we, we're not – obviously we have some deficiencies on the team, mm-hmm. but I think you can kind of mitigate some of that by, you know, bunting, stealing – you know, just playing a little bit more small ball. Uh, sure. I want to know what you think about that. Yeah, no, Reggie, I'm, I'm, I'm with it. I, I want to see them steal more. That's, um, yeah, n- no doubt. I've, I've been surprised at how infrequent we've seen action on the base paths. But as I say that, I'm also quick to acknowledge they haven't had very many base runners. Um, haven't had very many base runners. Um, and when you look at the first 12 games, the guys that have been getting on base the most are Vinny Pasquantino and Salvador Perez, not the most fleet of foot Royals. I also don't think that the numbers favor the bunt. I don't think the numbers always favor the, 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 the stolen base attempt. I know they don't favor the bunt when it comes to guys like Bobby Witt Jr. or MJ Melendez. I don't think you're going to ask those guys to square and bunt. Hitting at the top of your lineup, uh, needing that 2-3 run home run. To answer your question, though, I think it begins with lack of opportunities. Just haven't been hitting the ball very well. Um, They're not as speedy a team as we've become accustomed to over the past decade. Like when I look at the lineup tonight, sure, Bobby can fly, uh, MJ can move. So that's your one and two hitter. Now Kyle Isbell can can run from the eight spot. Olivares isn't a, a bum on the base pass, but I don't know. I'm certainly not giving him the green light. Yeah, there were only three guys in this lineup tonight that I would give the it's always green for you. Also, I, I, I know uh, earlier in this road trip, a opportunity to lay down a sacrifice bunt presented itself to Jackie Bradley Jr. His career says that's, that's not his, his bag. He's, I believe it was just seven total in his career sacrifice hits, sacrifice bunts. You know, the the uh, analytic community isn't enthralled with the bunt. And as you know, this organization has made a shift where we're going to start trusting the numbers, try to win in the margins, find these edges, and play the odds a little bit. So opportunity, um, expertise in the area of laying down a bunt, um, and also ability to steal bases. So, yeah, I'm with you. I, I, I enjoyed the small ball. I, I just don't think that's in the cards for this team. Again, it is a new day of Royals baseball. This this isn't, the, in my opinion, 
I understand what the first 12 games have shown us all, but I, I, I don't believe this is a um, speedy pitching and defense uh, aggressive ball club. I hope it becomes that, but to me right now it's a club that's going to live or die with its offense. It's going to live or die with its stars, and its stars are at the top of that lineup. Bobby, MJ, Salvi, and Vinny tonight, nice night. They combined to go 7-4-17, driving in three runs, scoring three runs, but the boys ultimately fall 8-5 to five the final score as the night the top comes through, your best reliever falters. Scott Barlow gives up a walk-off three-run home run to Jonah Heim in the 10th inning, and the Royals' record falls to 3-9. and nine. Phone lines are open for you, 913-586-7610. That's 913-586-7610. Quick timeout. We head inside that Royals clubhouse and get back to your thoughts after this. Firm's post-game show on your home for Royals baseball, 610 Sports Radio, and the Odyssey app. Welcome back to Vern's post-game show. Here's Royals insider Josh Vernier. Royals took him to extra innings but fell in 10, 8-5 the final score. Rangers take game two, take this series. Royals will hope to salvage one tomorrow with Brad Keller on the hill. Phone lines are open for you. The text line is there as well. 913-586-7610. That's 913-586-7610. Quick shout out. Haven't mentioned Edward Olivares. Yes, he went uh, 0 for 4 tonight. Um, But had a productive out. You can laugh all you want, but look, one of the major issues for this team as Reggie and Anaheim brought it up, has been the inability at times to play small ball. I I talk about a lack of opportunity, sometimes a lack of expertise. No no doubt there's been a lack of execution. Second inning, Vinny Pasquantino, leadoff double to the opposite field, just a gorgeous swing. Not trying to do too much. The pitch is on the outside part of the plate. Vinny goes with it, shoots a double down the left field line. Edward Olivares hitting in the five spot tonight, comes up next, hits the ball to the right side. Advances Vinny to third. Unfortunately, Michael Massey struck out swinging, and Franmil Reyes grounded out to third. But Ali does his job there in the second inning. Uh, Ali also made a very nice catch in the second inning. Coming in from left field, a sliding basket catch by the Royals outfielder. So uh, we've mentioned Kyle Isbell and his well-rounded game, Bobby Witt Jr. Uh, you know, even a Michael Massey. I, I know he went 0 for 4 and missed time after time after time with runners in scoring position, striking out with a man on third in the second inning, striking out with a man on second in the fourth inning, striking out with the bases juiced in the eighth inning. But... Michael Massey, in his other two plate appearances, uh, put a charge into one in the seventh and came through with the sacrifice fly to give the Royals a short-lived extra inning lead. With two on and one out, Michael Massey belts a two-on offering to center field for a sacrifice fly score and Jackie Bradley Jr. from third. Unfortunately, Scott Barlow would give that right back in the bottom half of the 10th inning, leading to this 
855 loss. Uh, text line is 913 586 7610. That's 913 586 7610. Let's run through a few of these text messages. From the 816, what a heartbreaker, Vern. Really thought we were going to steal one from Jacob deGrom. From the 402, Vern, Aroldis Chapman's blowing dudes away while I hold my breath when Scott Barlow comes in. Let's make Aroldis the closer. Sign Mike in Omaha. From the 816 and our good friend Joey in Grain Valley, he's pointing out all the positives on the text line and calling himself a Scott Barlow fan. I'm, I'm right there with you, Joey. I'm, Scott Barlow is... You know what? You know what? I'm not going to pin myself to this. I'm not going to die on this hill. You know what? Fine. You want to roll this to be the closer? Okay. You know, I I certainly won't fight you. But what I would fight you on is who's the best reliever on this team. Can we agree on that? Like, the way that Scott Barlow has been used over the past two and a half seasons. That, to me, is the best reliever. Now, he's locked down the final three outs plenty of times. He's served as the closer countless times. But he's also shown the ability to come in and face the heart of the lineup in the seventh inning because that's where the leverage is. So if Barlow returns to that role, hey, you won't hear any complaints from me. In fact, that's what the organization hoped would happen is that Chapman would ascend to the closers role and that would allow this coaching staff to uh, use Scott Barlow wherever they best see fit. He's, he's, he's malleable. You, you can use him in the high leverage situation in the 6th, 7th, 8th, ninth, whatever it pops up. So you know what? You want Chapman as the closer? Okay, I'm not even going to fight you. The only thing I'll fight you on is that Barlow is the best reliever on this team. We can always change with more evidence, but as of April 11th, Barlow's the boss. Raj in the Ozarks says he was listening to the Rangers broadcast and they were heaping praise on Bobby and Aroldis Chapman so he says, Vern, don't be surprised if the Rangers make a move for a role as Chapman. Now that's uh, no doubt. Yeah, you, you see what they got right now at the back end of their bullpen. They're just, is it Will Smith? Is it LeClerc? Who is their closer? They haven't named one. Yeah, no doubt. They Every team, every team that's in contention, if this a as Chapman continues, every team can find a spot for him. They're really going to be able to watch J.J. Piccolo once again go to work this year at the deadline, just like he did last year. The Benny trade, the Santana trade, the Drew Waters acquisition. Nice, nice trade deadline in 2022. I, I hate to say I can't wait to see what they do this year, but you're 3-9 and nine through the first 12. I can't wait to see what they do at the deadline. From the 816, Vern, I don't know who's calling the shots on the bullpen, but it sucks. Larry and Lenexa writes in, well, Vern, they suck again. 
All right, guys, come on. 913-586-7610. You know what? We'll get back to the text line in just a moment. I want to hear what the managers had to say after this extra inning affair. First, Royal skipper Matt Cotrero speaking to Annie Rogers of MLB.com. This audio courtesy of Bally Sports, Kansas City. Yeah, I mean, it was a, a lot of good things. I mean, battled really hard late in the game, you know, even the eighth inning, <clears throat> cutting into the lead. Um, tying it up in the ninth, you know, MJ had had a tough night before that. It was really good to see him, you know, he had lined that one ball to center, but I know he was frustrated with his at-bats, and to get the big hit there was huge. Um, good inning from Chapman, you know, what a great play from Bobby there in the ninth. You know, that's a huge out. That ball easily falls in almost all the time. And then, you know, got to give them credit. Hyman had a rough night at the plate, too, and he put together a good at-bat there and got a good pitch to hit. You heard Q mention the eighth inning. Top of the eighth inning, Royals find themselves down 4-2. Leadoff infield single from Bobby Witt Jr. is followed by a walk to MJ Melendez. With two on and nobody out, Salvador Perez hits an RBI single to center. And just like that, it's now a one-run game. Royals are down 4-3, two on, nobody out. Vinny Pasquantino hits it deep to right field. It stays in the park, but it allows... MJ Melendez to tag up and advance to third. So now you got runners on the corners with only one out. Bruce Bochy decides to intentionally walk Edward Olivares to load the bases. Again, it's a one-run game. The future Hall of Famer walks Edward Olivares with a lefty and Will Smith on the hill, loads the bases for Michael Massey. Massey goes down swinging at a slider. Nate Eaton steps to the dish next. He, too, swings at a slider. Unfortunately, his was in the dirt. Here's what Bruce Bochy had to say after the game to Bally Sports Southwest about that decision to walk Olivares to allow Will Smith to face the lefty Massey and the kid Nate Eaton. Yeah, well... I mean, you're you're setting up what you think is your your best chance, you know, to get out of that inning. And uh, occasionally, you're going to put some guys on. Uh, I mean, what a job Smitty did. Uh, um, you know, Johnny, uh, he's been throwing the ball so well. It's been a few days since he's thrown, but you know, he walked a guy there and uh, you know gave up two balls that really weren't hit hard at all. You know, the ground ball that went for an infield hit because of you know width speed, but. Uh, and then the ball up the middle, uh, but you know Smitty came in and, and did a great job of picking us up there, and uh, uh, just got away from us. Um, you know when uh, you know you, you look at Hosey's uh, command was a little bit off today, and uh, but you know what you give him credit, he didn't panic. He, he you know he, he got the big double play to keep you know the score where it was. I love Bruce Bochy's voice. Didn't really say anything of note, but. <laughs> Fun to listen to a future Hall of Famer. All right, let's go back to the text line real quick, see what you guys got. From the 913, Vern Kyle Isbell is going to turn into what they hoped Drew Waters would be. Hey, as long as one of them turns into it. And now, Drew Waters, we don't know yet. Drew Waters might be the best outfielder on this team. Hopefully, get a chance to see Drew make his season debut coming up uh, maybe in a little over one month from now. 913-586-7610 from the 816. Vern, do you think 
Aroldis Chapman going two innings is asking too much. For the 12th game of the season, yes, I do. From the 816, Vern, this Scott Barlow slander from fans has me fired up. I'm disappointed he didn't come through, no doubt, but he's been the man the past two seasons. Yeah, no question. From the 816, Vern, you think Dozier is the worst hitter on the team? Well, Nate Eaton is. I hope they can both turn it around. No, I, I didn't say who I think the worst hitter on the team is. I was just saying of the starting nine, Dozier's the worst. That's why he's hitting in the nine spot. Wasn't trying to knock anyone or single anybody out, but that's... And again, you need the context. The caller was saying, why do you got a power hitter and Hunter Dozier in the nine spot? Anyway. A few more from the text line. Victor in Raytown writes in and says, Vern, at this pace, the Royals will finish April 7-18. and 18. Do you see a hot streak in May so we can get close to 500? Uh, I hope so. I hope so, but uh, no. No. Uh, all I have are the 12 games to go off of and pass history, so no, I, I, I don't see this team sniffing 500 by May. They, they might. I, I, I easily could be wrong. I hope I'm wrong. But to answer your question, no. From the 913, Vern, I don't understand why this team refuses to bunt runners into scoring position. This is a small ball team and needs to do way better with runners on third and less than one out. Well, yes and no. No doubt this team needs to do better with runners in scoring position, but I, I, I don't believe that it is a small ball team. The past incarnations of the Royals under the past regime. Sure, maybe they were a small ball team. But Bobby, MJ, Salvi, Vinny, Franmil Reyes is your seven hitter. Hunter Dozier is your nine hitter. None of it says I'm a small ball team. From the 918, Fern, Josh Stalmonts has been dealing in Omaha. They need to call him back up when they get to KC. Should be Stalmont, Chapman, Barlow. Seven, eight, nine innings. Yeah, I think we'll see Stallman on the upcoming homestand. I, I don't think he gets the seventh inning or is number three on the totem pole of relievers. I, I believe number three still belongs to Taylor Clark. I think Jose Quas has earned that number four spot. Now we'll see what Josh Stallman can do. But again, let's remember, guy didn't make the team. Can't tell me he's already the third best reliever. From the 785, Vern, I don't get why contracts play a part in the lineup. Put the best lineup out there. Give your team a chance to win. Put Dozier on the bench. You don't get why contracts play a part in the lineup? It's not a meritocracy that many people believe professional sports are. No, when you're due $16 million and there's no way to get out of it, I'm going to try to get something for my investment either in a Royals uniform or have you produce and we can trade you somewhere else. I'm not going to sit here and, and fall on the sword for Hunter Dozier, but... Uh, now, you know what? I'm just going to leave it at that. I'm not going to... Uh, not going to hurt myself for Hunter Dozier. But, 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 but take a look at the bench. You know, what, 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 we're, 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 we're trying to blame the number nine hitter for the loss for the three and nine record. 
Guys, Hunter Dozier is not the reason why this team's six games below 500 a dozen games into the season. Dan and KCK writing in, giving some love to Kyle Isbell. You should, Dan. You should. We'll see him in there again tomorrow as the finale of this three-game series. 7.05 for the first pitch on Wednesday night. I'll be on the air with the On Deck Show beginning at 6 o'clock as Brad Keller makes start number three of his 2023. He squares off with another one of those guys I wanted this offseason. Sean Manaya's, I think, pitching well. I know Kyle Gibson is. We'll see if Nate Evaldi does tomorrow. Brad Keller, Nate Evaldi, 7.05 for the first pitch. I'll be on the air with the On Deck Show at 6. Don't forget Matt Cotrero tomorrow morning at 9 a.m. with Fesco in the morning. Chris Unocero, thank you very much for your help. Talk to you guys tomorrow at 6. Take care. You've been listening to Vern's Post Game Show. Diving is MJ Melendez. Did he make that catch? He did! Check out the All Things Vern channel on 610sports.com and the Odyssey app to stay up to date with your boys in blue. And a swing and a miss. He struck him out with a fastball. Seventh strikeout for Daniel Lynch. On your home of the Royals, 610 Sports Radio. We now take you back to regularly scheduled programming. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.